Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Varel, coast to coast. All right, hour number two of Coast to Coast. I'm Pharrell. I'm with Cam Stewart up in Toronto tonight. Let's talk about the NBA, Cam. Uh, the Lakers beat the Pistons, obviously, uh, in Detroit. I had in-game action on that when they were down 15. I got them at minus a buck 10 to win that game, and they did. Uh, the Lakers end up winning 121-116 after LeBron and Isaiah Stewart get tossed for an elbow and scuffle on the court. Let's listen to this on Sportsnet LA. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Stewart and LeBron. Stewart is hot, and everybody's coming out now. Now, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he must have caught an elbow or something, but... Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of blood streaming from the side of the eye. Look, here goes Stewart. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a little upset. You've got coaches, you got security guys. Look at Dwayne Casey's like just calm down. Listen, uh, I, I thought it was interesting that the uh, analyst was laughing like it's funny. Uh, he was enjoying every minute of it. Meanwhile, the league, the last thing they want is something like this again in Detroit after the malice in the palace. I have to tell you, uh, first of all, uh, let's just be clear. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is nobody. I mean, like he is absolutely less than zero. He is uh, – you know, absolutely. The I mean, you've never even heard of him until today. I mean, the guy's absolutely a bum. I don't care what anybody says. And he lost his mind. I mean, the guy got angry. I get it. He got elbowed. Uh, does he really think that LeBron James was trying to hurt him or to beat him up or to cut his eye or to do anything? Let me tell you, here's LeBron. And I won't even put my hand where Isaiah is, okay? And then this guy not only goes Calypso Bay, Cam, he lost his mind. But then when it was all over, he did it again. He broke free. He started taking on everyone in the gym. He ran like a fullback on acid, uh, running people over. He was going to kill him. And then uh, the audacity of anyone today saying, like, I have this guy, can we play it? Like, Dwayne Casey uh, doesn't think Stewart should face suspension after losing his mind. Dwayne Casey needs to shut the Pharrell up because Stewart's getting suspended as sure as I'm sitting here. Here we go. He shouldn't be facing anything. He was just... I mean, oh, please, not stop, recording you time is probably, You're a moron. You know, the league would have to decide that, but... Oh, um, please. The man got... I mean, eight stitches, not whatever the so number what? of stitches is across so his forehead. And um, I don't even know if he knew who, who had hit him. But, 
you know, he was upset. So you kill everybody? You know, blood running down his face. And, you know, so uh, I, don't, I don't see any ramifications from the league from that standpoint. No, oh, except please. From You're just pathetic. Not that, that's not even an time, answer. Maybe. And I thought that's why he got ejected out of the game. So oh, to me, that's not possible. Stop. I, I can't even listen to it, Cam. Like, I love guy. you, brother. You play the game, but I'm going to tell you something. If LeBron James elbowed me in the face and I looked at this a million times, I wouldn't pull a Stewart, this Stewart, but I'll tell you something, I'd be pissed too. Just because this guy's the king of the league, he it, it was a ba- it was bad. You play basketball. It wasn't some little tick. He smashed him in the face. And if you want to stick up for yourself, you're going to stick up for yourself. Stewart went nuts. I'm going to agree with that. But LeBron doesn't have carte blanche to elbow people in the face. And if you expect a fight, maybe you ask for a fight. That was a dirty play by him. I usually agree with 90% of the things you say, but I'm on. I think Stewart went bananas. I think he should get suspended. But initially, if a guy did that to me, he's going to get punched in the face as well. I have no problem with him reacting at first. Then he went nuts. That's my thing. Okay, well, fair enough. Fair enough. And he is a nobody. Listen, I'm with you on the on the anger and that he deserved to uh, be angry and that he's gushing blood, like Casey said, and that he wanted to beat yeah. his ass. That's fine. I get it. But my problem with it, well, first of all, he's getting suspended. Yes, uh, he is. He's getting suspended and fine. You cannot act that way in the NBA. I don't care who it's against. I don't care who elbows you. I don't care who hits you. The NBA cannot have – I mean, the guy – was an animal. He no, looked crazy. like a murderer yeah. out on the floor, like he was going to kill everyone. He was taking on everyone, and that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And the coach talking on his behalf, that's the first time I've ever actually thought Dwayne Casey sounded like a complete idiot. Now, listen, you're right. The kid did not deserve what happened to him, but he lost his mind, and that's the problem that we're dealing with here. He's going to get in trouble for losing his mind because he wouldn't stop. They had every guy, every coach, every player trying to calm him down, and he wouldn't stop. He just kept going on and on. He was no different than Ron Artest when he jumped into that crowd and started punching civilians. Uh, The kid was absolutely gone Calypso Bay nuts. That's where I have a problem with it. I don't don't disagree with you about him being mad. Ron deserves nothing, but it is what it is. LeBron, that's the thing. So LeBron can just elbow a guy in the face. I know Isaiah Stewart's a nobody, but I'll tell you something, Scott. If we were on a rec league team and some guy did that to you, and I watch it, it wasn't some simple little thing. He smacked him hard and made him bleed. That guy's getting a punch in the face from me as a teammate. I know Stewart's a nobody. Doesn't mean the king can go around and do that stuff. I wish the teammate stuck up for the guy. I agree. That's the issue I have. In a rec league, he'd get his ass beat. In the NBA, you get suspended and fined when you behave that way as a professional on television. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
you know, follow us on Twitter. I think it's more important than Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, rolls, cranberries. Uh, maybe not the apple pie and pumpkin pie and pecan pie, but I think it's pretty much more important than everything else. Follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. You're good to go. Real quick, Kings have fired Luke Walton because he sucks. Uh, the Sixers, if they deal with the Pistons, they want Cade Cunningham. They don't really care about Jeremy Grant, but I think Grant's a nice piece. Clay Thompson's been cleared to practice. We should see him before Christmas. Michael Porter Jr. has a nerve issue in his back. That's screwing him. KD and Millsap should go tonight for the Nets. I'll be watching that game at 7. Uh, let's take a look at uh, tonight's games in the NBA. I'll tell you who I like here, uh, Cam. Uh, Hornets, Wizards, I'm going Wizards. Hornets with the points, so I'll take the 4.5. I like the Nets dropping. I like the Celtics win, but I like the Rockets plus the 12. Uh, And then Oak City, I'm going to grab the number 12. Hawks win. Oak City covers the number as well. And then T-Wolves, Pelicans. I think the T-Wolves win, but I'm going to take the three and a half on the short side with the Pelicans. Any of those stand out to you? I like your style, Scott. I like a lot of dogs tonight as well, except I like the Nets. Uh, Cleveland's been a great story this year, but those injuries have just caught up with those guys. I'd lay the five and a half. I agree with you. Other than that, I'd smash every single dog. Hornets, Rockets, Thunder, yeah, all of them. The Minnesota Timberwolves are a hot basketball team recently, but uh, yeah, the Pels might be worth a look as a home dog, but I like where you're going with that. All right, let's go to the rest of the games. Uh, Magic and Bucks in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm on the Bucks here, but again, Magic in 13 and a half, too much to ignore. I like what they get from the Wagners. I like what they get from Cole Anthony. Interesting team. They always give the Knicks problems. They cover a lot. Pacers, Bulls. I'm on the Bulls here, dropping it like it's hot. Sun Spurs, I'm dropping it. And uh, the Grizzlies, Jazz. I like the Jazz, but I'll take that 10 and a hook. I think this is going to be the game of the night in Salt Lake Shakers. Sixers, I like outright. Give me the two and a half. They win in Sacramento tonight. What do you think of these uh, in terms of your looks? Yeah, I, I like where you're going with most of those two. The only one I'd look at, I think that line's a little bit of a trap with the Pacers and Bulls. I thought I'd make the Bulls about uh, three, three and a half in this spot. Hopefully it's not a trap door, Scott. I like it. Just because the Kings got a new coach doesn't mean they're going to win uh, that game. I would never uh, lay, lay points with these guys. I agree 100%, and I'll take the points with the Grizzlies as well. All right, let's go to uh, college football, Cam. we got a lot to do here before uh, Adam Kaplan comes on here to wrap it up tonight, and uh, he does a double shot. So I want to get you in here before uh, you split and do uh, game time at 6. C.J. Stroud throws for 428. What did you think of uh, the Buckeyes pasting Michigan State? I mean, that put Michigan State season in a coffin. It sure did, and that's Ohio State. What a performance by those guys. Absolutely smoked them. A lot of people I respect in the gambling world took the 19 and a half uh, with Michigan State. I'm glad I uh, laid off that game. I will say this, Scott. This is a very scary football team. If Michigan doesn't score first, they're absolutely going to get pasted. Heard you talking earlier. Line open at seven and a half. It's up to eight. Uh, I don't know how Michigan covers against these guys. I, I really don't. Ohio State looks like they're really catching stride right now. Yeah, and I keep laying it with them. Uh, the game was over at halftime. It was embarrassing. It was over when it, it was, was 21 nothing. It was really bad. Alabama uh, gets past Arkansas. Bryce Young had an incredible game, 559, five TDs, but they only won by seven, Cam. 
Here's the thing about Alabama, Scott. This is the weakest team we've seen in a while. Problems with LSU, problems all in a lot of games this year too, right? They haven't been the same team. If Georgia's going to get them, this is the year. Georgia, this team has absolutely ruined your hearts, ripped your hearts out every single year. Make a statement and smash these guys. Get it done this time. I like the Bulldogs when these guys do me. I think they're a much better team than Alabama. Don't want to lay 200, but I'll tell you, the Georgia Bulldogs, if you're going to smoke these guys, this is the year. Go dogs. Here's the uh, odds for the SEC championship game in Atlanta. We got them for you. Uh, Georgia minus 200, Bama plus a buck 60. I think you're right. I got to lean Georgia with the defense because I don't really truly believe that Alabama has a superior defense this year uh, that they've always had in the past. They have a good offense. They're fast. They score. They can beat anyone, but they give up points and Georgia doesn't. Utah dominated Oregon. I got to tell you, that was the most surprising game. I hit a ton of bets on Saturday, a a ton of games. But I was so wrong on this Utah game. I couldn't believe what they did to them at Rice-Eccles. Yeah, no, I made some mistakes like taking Iowa State against Oklahoma. But I smashed Utah, Scott. That was one smart bet. I wish I went even harder on it. The Utah Utes. They got, they've always had that fast return game. They played great. And Oregon, I think, was playing with fire all season long. Washington State outplayed them for a long time before. They've been, you know, playing three bad quarters of football and then finally getting ways to done. The Huskies could beat them. They came in late. They covered in that game. They have not been a great Oregon team losing to Stanford. I just don't think they're that good. That's the whole thing. Mario Cristobal in that program, overrated to me. And the Utah Utes, that was one great performance. Absolute brilliance by Utah at home. I think Oregon will still beat Oregon State at Outson yes. and Eugene this week. Uh, Cincinnati, easy over SMU. Uh, they just uh, – Redder was going off. I thought uh, Desmond was great in the game. Michigan lit up Maryland. I had the Wolverines. They destroyed them 59-18. That was ugly in College Park. I mean, the Terps suck. Uh, not only that, they suck in basketball, too. They can barely win a basketball <laughs> game. We do have the uh, AP top 25 as if it matters. All that matters is the playoff poll, but here's your – AP top 25, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Cincy, Notre Dame, Michigan, your top six, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, 7-8 on the outside looking in. Anything there surprise you? No, nothing surprises me. It's the thing. Like Michigan, you got you got to beat Ohio State to get there. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, Cincinnati, they just need to take, take care of their business. I thought it could have been a trap against SMU, but they absolutely smoked the Mustangs in that game. So, hey, got to give credit. You can only beat who's on the schedule there, Scott. So uh, kudos to the Bearcats. Missouri beats Florida in overtime on a two-point conversion. Afterwards, Dan Mullen is fired at Florida with all that money he made down yeah. in Gainesville. The guy's filthy rich. He's like a bank robber. What he's leaving there with is millions, and to get rid of him, even more millions. It's like a, a million sandwich. Unbelievable. We got your uh, coaching openings in college football after the Mullen firing. Here's all the job openings in college football, Cam. Lots of good ones there. Yeah. What about Dan Mullen? Hey, so-called like, genius at Mississippi State in Florida. Good on Mizzou. The guy's dressing up as Darth Vader and you're getting uh, l- losing to the Missouri Tigers. Good on you. LSU, I love Easy Ed and he eats chicken sticks down at the gas station, but that ship has sailed. I'll tell you something. Two interesting jobs in the Northwest, Scotty. The Washington State Cougars still rolling without Rolovich, too. What a performance by this team. They lose their coach. They become a better team. I'll tell you, Mike Leach and all these other guys went there. These, it, who cares about the coach? It's the players. They're better. I don't know. That Mike job, that team has actually improved. And the Washington Huskies, when the hell are you going to improve? You should be the cream of the crop in the Pac-12, one of the most disappointing football programs. 
in years, Washington. Boo. Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma State wins. Ole Miss beat Vandy, but they didn't cover. Clemson blew out Wake. Pitt beat uh, Virginia by 10. NC State rolls. Q's Notre Dame 55 zip over uh, Georgia Tech. BYU uh, over Georgia Southern. Wisconsin beat uh, Nebraska by a touchdown. That was it. Baylor by 10 over K-State. And Texas San Antonio won again. They're undefeated. All right, Islanders opened up their brand-new sparkling USB arena in Strong Island at Belmont Park. Magnificent hockey arena. Bad opening night. And then the next night, they lost again. How about the losses to Calgary and Toronto? They both pimped them. Yeah, Toronto, yeah, they've been playing a little bit better. Calgary's been one of the best stories this year. Got to hand it to the Islanders. Got real problems right now, Scotty. They can't score goals. That's an issue. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, All right, tonight there's some games. Can I show them really quick? We're running out of time. Uh, We've got Columbus and and Buffalo, Vegas, St. Louis, Ducks, Predators. I'm going, uh, you know, Predators, and I'm going Sabres, and I'm going Blues. Who do you like? My favorite. My favorite game of the night, Scotty, I, I like the Winnipeg Jets over your Pittsburgh Penguins. I think they're in a good spot tonight. Lean Columbus over Buffalo. Also, that game was five and a half. I like the over there. Uh, we're going to have some bad goaltending in that game. Buffalo pretty tired. They've been playing a lot of hockey. Yeah, I'm on the Jets as well and the Avs, and I like the uh, Canes in San Jose, no doubt about it. Hopefully uh, later I can get in uh, some college basketball winners for tonight. Uh, Gonzaga and UCLA hold the top two spots in the AP Top 25. Uh, there are games tonight. I'll try to speak those in late before we leave here tonight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're all back on Coast to Coast. We bring in Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, to uh, get a, a bunch of takeaways from uh, Sunday. Week 11 is done. Uh, and obviously, last night, a wild game. The Steelers mm. lose to the Chargers. That game was 27 to 10. I thought it was over them, but it sure wasn't. It got crazy after that point, Adam. You know, I got to give your Steelers credit in that Ben Roethlisberger does not practice, right? Because he was on the COVID list. He also did not participate in their walkthrough. He flew on his own to Los Angeles, got there, obviously in enough time, and kept the game in it. As you were talking about, they were down big, but they stayed in it, and they were very aggressive with their passing game. Unfortunately, Najee Harris had a concussion. He also, they, they weren't real effective on the run game, so they, they threw the ball 44 times just to keep him in it. It was one of these knockdown, drag out, drag out you know, pass fests, uh, which both quarterbacks threw the ball over 40 times, but... I got to tell you, you and I talked about this Friday. Both teams suffered significant personnel losses coming into this game. Some of these things were alleviated 
when Roethlisberger came back, when Linville Joseph was able to uh, – w- actually, when a couple of the defensive players were able to come off the COVID list. But the fact of the matter is, when you look at the situation, both defenses struggled. And your Steelers need T.J. T- Watt back. They-, they can't win anything without him. He-, he Look, you're talking about one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League, highest paid pass rusher in the National Football League. Micah Fitzpatrick, who's a big-time playmaker. It really showed in this game. They gave up too many big plays. Keenan Allen crushed him. Mike Williams, who had been really struggling for several weeks after his great start, he had the big play. In fact, they gave up over 200 yards to Allen and Williams. That's not going to get it done. This was not Steeler football last night. Well, there's no doubt. I think the biggest problem, and I said this earlier on the show, was the fact that, and I didn't know the exact number at the time, but, I mean, uh, nine rushes for 90 yards. That guy ran like he was on a runway at an airport. There was nobody around him ever. The Steelers' containment of the quarterback was abysmal. Yeah, her, Justin Herbert, what, you know, it's funny when you when you look at what he was doing. Not every run was designed. Some, the pocket broke down. He saw so much space, including that 36-yarder, uh, which is the longest of the night. He, he, was, he was really good, and they just couldn't touch him. Yeah, he did turn it over one time, but – Overall, they couldn't touch him. And I think the Steelers and Kevin Colbert, the general manager, the, the thing he's going to have to take a look at is the depth on this football team. It's just not good enough. Uh, I give Ross Berger a lot of credit, as I said. I, I would have not have asked him to throw the ball that much, but, again, they couldn't run it. The run game, despite Harris having a very good rookie season, they don't have a great running game as it is, particularly in back of them with Benny Snell. Uh, but what it, what Harris has been has been a volume running back. He gets a lot of work. He's come through. But, you know, overall – the other positives, also, Chase Claypool, who's unfortunately been battling some injuries, he, he came close to scoring two touchdowns, didn't score one. Deontay Johnson had a great touchdown catch. But I think when we, we take a, a laser focus to these teams going forward, particularly the Chargers, their defense is troubling. It really is. They, they've been a major disappointment. I was talking to a team recently uh, who, who played the Chargers, and the word around the league is that Brandon Staley, their head coach, you know, he's installing a 34 defense. And when you do that, it takes time for the players to get it. Because Gus Bradley ran the 43. He's now with, with uh, the Raiders. And the players, it just does not happen for them. They're just not playing good defense this season. There's no way they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs with a defense playing like this. I give them credit to win- for winning it. In a game, I think we both probably thought they would win anyway. But as you said, the game should not have been that close. They were up big time in that game, 27 to 10. And they almost choked it. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and I got to tell you, uh, you know, the Steelers, in my opinion, the, the, the tie to the Lions was troubling for sure. But you don't lose. So, you know, it kept him in a good position in the north. And now they've lost that to the Bengals. uh, And now they're ahead of the Browns. And they go to Cincinnati on Sunday, this Sunday, coming up week 12. I mean, if they don't win that game against the Bengals, which I don't like their chances going into it, to be honest with you. Do you? And if they lose that game, their season's over. They got to get Watt back. Because when you play Cincinnati, they're going to spread you out. You need pass rushers. To slow down Joe Burrow. That was a heck of a win uh, uh, against the the Raiders. I, I give him credit for that. Where it was a pretty even game. It could have gone either way, but uh, they they ran away with it in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's a good game for them because before the bye, they had two bad losses, including that awful loss to the Jets on the road, and then they got smoked at home uh, before their bye. And that, that's a good bounce back win for them. And they look, they've been one of the most improved teams in the National Football League. The Bengals have. There's no question about it. But I'm more concerned about your Steelers at five four and one. They, they just have – they've got to get healthy. they got to get Fitzpatrick back. They've got to get Watt back, especially if they're going to have a chance to get a wild card. And what kind of chances do you give the Chargers in Denver? You know, Denver is interesting. They're coming off their bye where they're so up and down. 
They're getting Pat Shermer back. Their offensive coordinator was on the COVID list. That's good. Uh, they've had some injuries. Brad, Bradley Chubb, their outstanding outside linebacker, is coming back from ankle surgery. He's going to start practicing this week. Remember, they, they they traded away Von Miller. They've got to get their offense going, though. It's not their defense right now. Their defense is pretty good, though. The Eagles ran all over them uh, before their bye. But the problem with the Broncos, and they know this because they extended Corden Sutton's, their star receiver, their, his contract, and Tim Patrick, the other starting receiver on the outside uh, last week. It's not the talent on offense. It's the quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is simply just not good enough. That's why the Panthers traded him. That's why the Panthers were willing to take some of his salary just to, to move him. And we know that. The, the Broncos are a quarterback away, a good quarterback away, from being a top four to five team in the AFC. Let's talk about uh, what's happened, the transformation of the Eagles in Philadelphia. A, they won a game at the link finally, their first. Yeah. But the yeah. difference in this football team has been – they are pounding the rock on the ground. They are running like they've never run. Pharrell, this is one of the most amazing stories I could ever remember. Through the first six weeks, they had the least amount of rush attempts in the National Football League, okay? Bottom, 32nd. The next five weeks, okay? They are now the number two rushing team in the National Football League. Over their last four games, 870 yards including 242 against the Saints, the number one rush defense in the National Football League. You you just can't make this stuff up. No one saw this coming. 174 carries over the last four games. 43 and a half per game, by far the most in the National Football League. And another point here is Jalen Hurts struggled the first six weeks. So Nick Sirianni, the head coach, did a very smart thing. He took the ball out of his hands. He made him part of the run game. He has 41 carries over the last three games. But he said, you know what? The best way to win is to take the out of the football, run it. They're not they're throwing it around 23, 24 times per game, and they're doing a great job. And it's really one of the most remarkable turnarounds I've ever seen in season. Teams typically don't do, do this. In fact, I cannot remember the last team that a pass-heavy team, one of the most pass-heavy teams in the National Football League, said, you know what? Heck with that. We're going to run it, and we're going to win that way. And it's helped their defense. It's helped their quarterback. And that's a good job by rookie head coach. I'm I'm shocked by this, and i, I got to tell you, talk radio here is going out of their minds. They love a running game in Philly. I'll bet they do, and I won't be surprised at all if they come to MetLife on Sunday and run the ball down the Giants' throats. Yeah, and the Giant, we'll talk about the Giants in the second segment, but yeah, no doubt about that. Oh, the one negative, though, Jordan Howard, who's had a rebirth. The Dolphins cut him. If you remember last year, right? He signed a two-year $10 million deal. They got rid of him before, before the end of last season. And he has been a revelation. He came off the Eagles practice squad to be one of their leading rushers. It's been another great story. But he's he's most likely going to miss this game, which means Kenny Gainwell, uh, their fifth-round pick out of Memphis, will be active this Sunday as their third back. But Jordan Howard has had a rebirth here with the Eagles. It's been another great story for this Eagles run game. All right, let's talk about the Packers. Uh, not only did they lose at U.S. Bank to the Vikings on the last second field goal, but they lost more than that. Uh, they had, you know, uh, already Bakhtiari out, and so they had uh, Jenkins in his stead. And then Jenkins, yeah. uh, I think he blew out his knee. Is that about right? And then they've that got – That is true. Uh, yeah, and, they, and they've got Aaron Rodgers' toe is worse than ever. It's worse than it was before. It's a re-aggravation of the same injury. And he said it's killing him. Yeah, so this is a problem. I know they're, they're clearly going to go to the playoffs. That's not the issue. But because their bye is not this week, it's in week 13, Rodgers is going to have to play against the visiting Rams on Sunday. You know how good their pass rush is. Bakhtiari will not practice until after their, their, their bye. So they just don't know when he'll be ready. And remember, Jenkins was filling in for Bakhtiari, and Jenkins was 
was a guy who could play center or guard. And Jenkins has been an incredible story. He doesn't have the, the size that you're always looking for at, at left tackle, but he'd been, he'd been a great story. And he left that game early, and uh, he's done for the season. So that's that's killer. And you mentioned Rodgers right now. Rodgers was amazing, scintillating yesterday. He said this injury is very, very painful, worse than he's at when he's had turf toe in his career. And remember now, they don't have a bye until week 13. This is week 12. So that he's got to get through this week. This is going to be really hard for them. I, I'll tell you what, uh, I still believe they're going to win that division. It's not going to be easy uh, for, for the Packers right now. They, they're another team, right? They're another team that's got to get to their bye because it, it's going to be really hard for them uh, the rest of the way because you, you look at it, after their bye, their schedule is not easy. Uh, yet they do play the Bears, and that'll be a welcome game after that. But they've got some tough matchups after that, and I think it's going to be hard for them. I, I think it's going to be hard for them to go far in the playoffs because if, if, if Bakhtiari, when he comes back this season, is not healthy, that is a blind pro- side protector for your starting quarterback, your right-handed quarterback. That's a problem, and, and do not underestimate the loss of Jenkins. He's been a stud this season. And what about uh, your feelings on the Vikings' playoff chances, the way they're playing? Yeah, now here's the thing. Defensively, it's just not happening. I give Kirk Crescent's credit. You could say whatever you want about him, but he's su- super durable. They're finding ways to win. Cook is healthy, the running back. They're scoring a ton of points. Their defense, remember I said last week, the biggest thing that they've got going on here is they lost to Neil Hunter, their star defensive end for the season. And that's going to crush them. And their pass rush has been non-existent. They got, you know, I told you last week, they'd probably get Patrick Peterson back. They did, but they gave up too many points. The, 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 this worries me. Uh, they're going to push for a wild card because here's the thing in the NFC. Most teams will tell you that are competing for that wild card spot. The sixth and seventh teams, the last two wild card spots are completely wide open. It's anyone's game. The Vikings have a better record than most of those teams. The Eagles have a tiebreaker advantage over three of those teams by the way competing for one of those spots so those teams are in it all right when we come back we're talking about the chiefs resurgence and the monday nighter sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back on Coast to Coast, we're talking to our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, per usual. He's on three days a week on C to C. You see him on Sundays as well on Sports Grid. So, uh, Adam, uh, when the Chiefs were uh, sitting at three and four and everybody wrote them off and said they were yep. finished and done and Mahomes makes too much money and what's wrong, fire Spagnola, Reed's got to go. Uh, it was disastrous in Kansas City. But since then, they've uh, – reversed those fortunes and won four in a row 
And the strange thing about it is it has really nothing to do with their offense. They've always been able to score. It's the defense that's come alive. Yeah, so here's what I'm told. Spags on defense, uh, what he did is he simplified things. Going to more zone coverage, which theoretically, when you play man coverage, you better be super talented at corner, and you you got to be able to execute well. And they're giving up too many big plays. They were struggling at safety, particularly with Daniel Sorensen, who got benched temporarily. Well, Sorensen's playing better now. They're going to more zone coverage. They're not. They're asking basically to do less, and it's working. They're executing better. And you're right because you you look at that that game, the Monday night game against the Giants. After they got smoked against the Titans, you might remember twenty-seven to three, where they couldn't stop Derrick Henry. But right. the Giant game, close game. The Packer game. I know Jordan Love played there. I get it. But they the Packers only scored late in that game. The Raider game. Now that's a pretty good offense. That was when the Raiders were playing good offense. They they absolutely bombed the Raiders uh, in Las Vegas, and they did a great job yesterday. Now some people are going to say, "Well, wait a minute. Ceedee Lamb got hurt. Amari Cooper's on the COVID list." I get it, but holding Dallas still has plenty of talent on offense. They did a great job holding them to nine points. So when you look at it right now, you're absolutely right. The defense is the reason why they've turned it around. Now, if they're going to go far in the playoffs, they're going to get they got to get Patrick Mahomes playing more consistent football. The good thing about Mahomes is he's turning it over less. That is the big thing now. He had, he did have a turnover yesterday, but when he's on a groove here, like he was against the Raiders, that ball is flying there. The timing's better. Yesterday, I don't think he was in a great groove, but getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back at the run game was huge. Remember, he had a significant MCL sprain. He's back at running back, and that's a good thing because they need to be able to run it to help out Mahomes. Well, there's no doubt they had that going yesterday. The thing that stood out to me was Jones, uh, his ability to get to the quarterback with the four sacks. The guy was all over the field in the pocket, uh, and he came up big for him. And the fact that you had mentioned it, that they're allowing you know 11 points a game, whatever, during this four-game stretch – Obviously, this is why they're winning. And if they get this guy Jones going, anything's possible with Kansas City. They look like a you know a dangerous deep playoff run type team. Well, they're healthier now. And by the way, Andy Reid, if not the best coach in NFL history in November, is certainly one of them. 56, 35, and one in November. He's arguably also the best head coach coming out of the bye at 18 to 3. They're just amazing. For some reason, Andy Reid. And I remember talking to to him about this many years ago. What he would do is he would send all the players out during their bye week. The coaches would stay for most of the week, and they'd figure things out. Now, they're obviously closing well because they've won four in a row here in five of their last six. But Reed somehow rallies the troops and gets things going. And there's a reason why he's one of the best coaches in NFL history and a Super Bowl winner, of course, two years ago. And he was the guy in 1999 when the Eagles were a moribund franchise. And no one ever actually heard of Andy Reed when he came out of Green Bay. As a position coach, he had never even been a coordinator. It's just an amazing story to me. And the Chiefs, by the way, will host the Broncos coming out of their bye uh, in, in week 13. So g- give Spags credit, Spagnola, the defense coordinator, and Andy Reid credit. They've been able to turn things around here. They're great coaching because what happens is you mentioned the fans go crazy. They want everybody fired. But Andy Reid always stays the course, and that's why he wins. So, I mean, uh, it's got to be tough if you ask me for Denver. Uh, they got the Chargers in Denver, and then they got to go to Kansas City. With Kansas City coming off a bye, uh, that sounds very dangerous to me. I love the Chiefs coming out of a bye at home against a team that oh, yeah. had to play the Chargers the week before. I don't care where they play that game, Denver or L.A., it's in Denver. Plus, the, the you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Chris Jones's great game. The, the problem with Chris Jones earlier is he had this wrist injury which was limiting his play. He missed some time with it. And now they're they're about as healthy as they've been all season on defense. 
So you take that coming out of the bye, they'll heal up even more. They're going to make a run. They're going to win the AFC West. That's not the question. The question is, how far can they go? And we didn't even mention Buffalo. We see yeah. the Chiefs rising up. What in the world has happened to the Buffalo Bills, Carver High's Bills? I don't get it. I'm absolutely shocked at how bad the Bills are playing right now. And their defense, their run defense, under Jonathan Taylor, has got a real chance, the Colts running back, to be the MVP this year. You really see that at running back, but he's been unbelievable. But the Bills have to look at themselves right now and look themselves in the eye. They are not playing good football right now. Well, there's no doubt about that, and they got to turn it around and play Thursday night in New Orleans against a team that's not playing well either. Do the Saints have a chance to knock off the Bills and hand them another loss as the Patriots increase a lead in the East? They already lead the division. I know Carver just has to be crying right now. I cannot believe it. I, I didn't see this coming because this is the – it's like the tale of, of two stories with these teams. The Patriots were so bad at one and four and not won a home game. They've turned their season around. No one's playing better defense right now. We've talked obviously a lot about Mac Jones and how well he's played as rookie quarterback. Right now, now we'll we'll talk more about this on Wednesday, but right now I would have to pick the Bills to bounce back. The Saints are struggling right now. They've got too many guys hurt, uh, particularly in their offensive line. Remember, they were without three starters on their offensive line against the Eagles and a big reason why Philly was able to to pull off that win. But quite frankly, right now, the Bills and and Sean McDermott and Andy Reid disciple, they've got to get after it. And I I assume that they will Thursday against those host saints all right i'm just gonna let people in on this right now and just admit everything because people are wondering where he is so carver high did not make it to work today clearly for uh two reasons one the bills suck and two the islanders (laughs) suck the islanders opened up their new arena with back-to-back losses against the flames and leaves carver high went to the leaves game he was hanging out with dennis bernstein getting drunk at you know Belmont Park at the new USB and with all the losing and all the drinking he just called up today and flat out said I refuse to face the music with Pharrell with my crappy NFL team and my crappy hockey team I refuse to work so he's basically on strike and did not show up to work today because of his teams uh letting him down and letting everyone else down let's talk about the Monday nighter you got yeah. the G-men who won two of three going into Tampa who's lost a couple games in a row God forbid Tom Brady's actually losing games. Yeah, he actually has not played particularly well. Five turnovers his last two games, which is unheard of for a guy like that. But let's get started with the Giants here. Now, you talk about you know the Giants, how they've won two out of the last three. Here's the story for them, two things. Number one, and people can say whatever they want about Daniel Jones. You and I have talked about him really since last September, not this September, but actually when we first started doing segments together here on, on SportsGrid. He is very quietly talking to teams that played against them played relatively well this season. Their offensive line, which has been much maligned, it's been playing better. They're going to get Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, back tonight. He just came off of uh, injured reserve. But he's actually played well. And and I'll tell you what, Dave Gettleman, the general manager, who got skewered for this pick, The the what's going to come down to w- whether they roll over Jones's fifth-year option is whether Gettleman's back. That's going to play into that. Now, ownership is back Gettleman here. I know the fans have had their issues with Gettleman. I know the media has criticized him. But Daniel Jones, very quietly, it's played fairly well this season. They're very loaded wide receiver. Now, they're not going to have Sterling Shepard tonight. Once again, with his quadriceps injury, coming out of the bye, he's not even ready. That's not a good thing. Saquon Barkley, they're very hopeful. He should be able to play tonight. He got a decent amount of practice time in this week. If he has any problems, it's Devontae Booker who had filled in for him, who would, who, who would, who would fill in tonight for him. Now, Booker, by the way, has a hip injury, but he should be able to go. you got to keep an eye on that, though. But watch, watch. Uh, Tony, Kadarius Tony, the rookie receiver out of Florida. He's been phenomenal when healthy. He's not on the injury report for the first time in seven weeks. 
he was terrific before he got hurt with that ankle injury, which lasted several weeks, but he is healthy. Look for him tonight, Darius Slayton, for a couple shot plays. Now, the question is, though, can the Giants pull off the upset? I feel, I find it hard to believe that they'll do it, and obviously the, the Bucs coming out, coming out of this two-game winning streak, they've got to win. They'll win tonight, but I don't think it'll be easy. I believe the Giants will be able to score points tonight. What is the deal with uh, Barkley? I mean, honestly, this guy never plays. Now, I know he's allegedly going to play tonight, but what a disaster this has been for him. Yeah, and this is not your. This is not a high ankle sprain, as I understand it. It's just it, it's not a hundred percent. They did limit him in practice. He was playing well before he got hurt. In fact, uh, I remember when the Giants went in and they beat the Saints. He had a big touchdown catch. He ran well in that game. That was one of the worst games the Saints had on defense this season. But the fact of the matter is, they got to get him going. And by the way, he's another guy that's up for contract extension. Can't see them doing it because he's as you you talked about. He's been very injured, but I'll say this about the Giants. They've got a lot of firepower at wide receiver and a tight end. They should be, if they can protect, be able to put points up tonight. But you mentioned Tom Brady. How about against Washington last week? Only 220 yards passing against a Washington defense, which is mostly terrible this season. Washington now with a two-game winning streak, they've turned their season around. By the way, Gronk, he's going to work out before the game. Uh, remember, he's missed five out of his last six games with the rib and backs injury. Uh, Antonio Brown won't play. Vita Vea, other fourth-year D tackle, the former first round, f- former first rounder is not expected to play with a knee injury. But here's the big story: Sean Murphy Bunning, starting corner, elbow dislocation. Remember, he got hurt in Week One against Dallas when they won on Monday night. He is back tonight. He came off injured reserve, has been practicing the last couple of weeks. They need him. Remember, remember Richard Sherman, who had been playing a lot. He's got a calf injury. He's on injured reserve. They need him back tonight. Because the Giants, the one thing they have now, they're very deep at wide receiver. It's going to be a fun game. And I have a feeling the Giants could keep it close, but they're not going to win. Uh, Gronkowski's uh, a regular season disaster. He's worthless. They only have him on that roster for the playoffs and Super Bowl. It's pretty obvious to me. Mm-hmm. And Brown, real quick, 30 seconds. Is he in trouble for the fake ID card with the COVID? Is he going to get suspended? No. He, first of all, his, his attorney has very clearly said that He's been vaccinated. There's no fake. You know, the NFL has not said anything about it. They were looking into it. But the fact of the matter is they do miss Antonio Brown, by the way. That's another reason why their offenses look bad the last two weeks. All right. Hey, Adam, great stuff. Who are you taking in this game tonight? It sounds like you're on oh, Tampa no matter what. Oh, yeah. I'm in the Bucks. I don't know what the spread is, but I definitely like the Bucks to win. But I'm telling you, the, the Giants could score. I know their defense is playing great, though. Let's let, Of late, the defense has really come on. All right, Adam, great stuff. I'll see you later in the week on Coast to Coast. Enjoy the game tonight. You got it. Thank you. All right, there he is, Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. All right, let's take a look now at college basketball tonight. There are some top 25 teams in action. Houston's already kicking Butler's ass. I've been watching the game. You got Ohio State and Seton Hall at the Rock in Newark. I think Seton Hall can win this game outright and cover the spread, but I would never bet on Seton Hall in the state of New Jersey. I'm just thinking if I lived somewhere else like Nevada or Pennsylvania or somewhere, you know, Tennessee or Indiana, I would bet on Seton Hall. But since I'm a religious man, I would never bet on Seton Hall in the state of New Jersey. I can't wait till New York starts to allow uh, gambling. Then Mafia will run over the bridge and bet on Seton Hall every single day. Cincinnati and Illinois. I kind of like Illinois in this game tonight, but I'll take the nine and a half. I think it's going to be a great game. Albany and Kentucky. I'm on Kentucky laying the fat number. UCLA, I'm laying the fat number 22 and a half. 
Cal and Florida. I like Florida, but give me Cal in that 13 and a half. And then Citadel Duke, I'm going to go high risk. Duke to win, but I'll take the 26 and a half. I got it at 27 with Citadel. Uh, Arkansas and K-State. Uh, I think Arkansas wins that game. Uh, I can't even find that on the board right here that I'm looking at. So that's I'm just going to leave it there. Gonzaga, I'm laying uh, the 34 and a half with Gonzaga. And then USC, I'm laying the points as well. Uh, some of the other ones, Notre Dame, I'm laying the two. I think Oregon will cover Toledo, lay the points. Akron, lay the points. Murray, lay the points. Uh, Penn State wins. Cornell covers. Uh, Rutgers lay the points, but only if you live in Pennsylvania. I like Georgia Tech to win and Oklahoma State to win Charleston to cover the numbers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Old Gunner Solskjaer is out at Man U as manager after losing 4-1 to Watford. Terrence Crawford kicked Sean Porter's ass on Saturday night, and then Porter retired. Tiger Woods puts up a video of him taking swings on a range. He's hitting balls. Look out. Red Sox pick up uh, the team option on Alice Cora for 23-24 season. Ortiz and A-Rod, first shots on the Hall of Fame ballot. Bond, Schilling, Sosa, Clemens get their last shots. Marlins and uh, the pitcher, Sandy Alcantara, close to a five-year, $55 million extension. Five dead, 40 wounded after a red SUV drove through a holiday parade in Wisconsin. That was tragic. What a horrible scene that was yesterday. More people have died from COVID in 21 than in 20, according to the CDC. The U.S. birth rate declines as more people say they aren't planning to have babies. Surveillance video shows 14 suspects raiding a Louis Vuitton store in Chicago, and then 80 people raid a Nordstrom's in California on Saturday night. They're just robbing everybody. Joe Exotic transferred to a medical facility. He's got aggressive cancer. He's going to die. Southwest Airlines employee shot near an employee parking lot at the airport in El Paso. Jesus. An accidental discharge of a gun at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport causes chaos. A Michigan restaurant worker throws coffee at a woman during an argument over her order at a Tim Hortons. No less at the coffee store, Tim Hortons. The Rock wants to be the next James Bond. Motorists in California and San Diego grab cash out the road after an armored truck door flies open and all the cash blew out. A woman pregnant with her 12th child says she doesn't use contraception and has been pregnant every year from her pastor husband since 2008. Jesus Christ. A tech billionaire that is accused of taking over a Montana town and having detractors killed also allegedly kept a spreadsheet of sexual encounters with over 5,000 women. It sounds like Ty Stick Jones. 
Give me LSU, drop the six in college rack. Iowa wins, Western Michigan covers the 27. Washington State lay the 12 and a half. Uh, Utah wins, Riverside covers the four. New Mexico will cover, Washington won't. Providence outright, TCU lay the one and a half. And then Fresno lay the six and a half. Wisconsin lay the two and a half. Creighton lay the five. SMU lay the two and a half. I'll see you tonight on the bench. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.